friend and welcome back to Freedom by Design. My name is Chris and I am the founder and creative director of Femme Collective Studio. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen. Like always, there's no editing of this podcast. You'll hear intro music and outro music. The rest is completely (laughs) ad-libbed and whatever mistakes I make are kept in here because I want to show you that you're enough just as you are. All right, let's dive in today. Thank you so much for tuning into last episode. My husband was so excited to be a part of it um, and it was received really, really well. So shout out to him. Thank you to him for hopping on and thank you to everyone that has been sending messages my way. Just I truly continue to be nothing but blown away by you. Um, So today I want to talk about redefining what success looks like because So often, myself included, but the women I mentor who have design businesses or photography businesses, they all, it comes back to the same thing of if they're not feeling, if they're not feeling like they're quite hitting their goals and they're putting this really hard barrier, um, barrier up this wall that they just seem like they can't climb over like I'm just on the cusp of being successful or just I wish that I was hitting this metric or whatever it may be it just seems like that is one topic that I have always had to go over on every mentorship call I've ever done and it's so 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 common I think every single person goes through it myself included so I was taking some time to reflect this past week and why am I feeling as stressed as I'm feeling. I know that I have the the most work I've ever had on my plate. I have um, major burnout going on right now and just a real need to kind of reassess where I'm at, figure out what's going on, um, and just I'm going to do that with you today. It'll be like a little therapy session for all of us. So I haven't written anything down um, per usual. I'm just going to talk things out, but I'm going to take the steps really with you right now. And we can consider this almost a redefining success workshop. So take these steps with me, even if you're not writing anything down, just kind of think through things with me. So the first step that I normally talk about, um, with my, my mentorship clients, and it's funny, we mentorship, we mentor others, right? We, as in most entrepreneurs, give advice to others and we exchange information and ideas and details and all of that. And sometimes we forget to just take a step back and do that for ourselves, right? We're so focused on providing for others that we're not focused on providing for ourselves. So this is just a really good opportunity. Let's all do this together. All right. So the first thing that I typically do is I have them walk through how they've always defined success for their business, right? So for me, walking through this right now, for me, since day one, weirdly enough, I was like, okay, this is what success looks like because this is what I'm seeing everybody else who I define as successful doing. They have, I'm preparing for a lot of eye rolls here. They have the 10,000 plus followers on Instagram. That's how you know that you're seen, right? Um, they've got 10,000 plus followers on Instagram, a million monthly viewers on Pinterest. They're hitting 10K months, you know, all these really perfect numbers that we hear all the time um, and just aren't 
a good reflection of what's actually going on in the business, right? So what success looked like to me was working for myself. It was hitting that 10K a month mark. It was the 10,000 followers on Instagram and the million monthly viewers on Pinterest. Um, And it was helping fellow entrepreneurs around the world, you know, come into themselves and, and, and empower themselves and grow in their businesses. Um, and that was kind of my overall definition. So there are many things not healthy about that definition, but let me go into some specifics now. That definition doesn't, so let's just break down 10K months. Okay. I just had 10K months in my head. That was my my first goal, right? And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with wanting to hit a certain financial goal. But when I was defining success, I wasn't including factors like sleeping and having time to myself and having time for loved ones and prioritizing my mental health. You know what I mean? So when you're not defining success in those kind of parameters and you're just using metrics, it can be a very toxic situation for you. So I was just for a couple years stuck in, okay, well, I'm not hitting this metric. You know, for example, at the time when I had like 1200 Instagram followers, right? I was thinking, okay, well, it's not 10. It's not 10,000. I don't have a swipe up feature. Nobody knows who I am. No one's going to find me, right? And it just starts becoming this really toxic rhetoric that you repeat to yourself over and over again of, I'm not hitting this number yet. Therefore, I'm not successful. Therefore, I need to continue grinding, not sleeping, not prioritizing my health in order to hit that metric. And then once I hit that metric, I can breathe again, right? How many people feel what I just said? Once I hit this metric, I can breathe again. Once I hit $10,000 months, I'll be able to breathe and rest easy knowing I've got stable income and everything will be good, right? Grass is always greener kind of thing. So if that strikes home with you, keep listening because I think a couple of things will <laughs> throughout the rest of this podcast. But so I that was how I was first defining success. And now as I'm making my way through this conversation with you today, by the end, I want to redefine what that looks like now in much healthier parameters. But that is the baseline of where I was starting at. And I want you guys to think about where you, when you were starting, um, or if you're starting now, what did success look like to you? And be super honest with yourself because throughout this process, then by the end of it, you're going to need to call yourself on your shit and we're going to come up with a solution and um, just move forward in a healthier way. All right. So take a second, pause this if you need to define what success looked like to you when you were first starting your business. All right. And then the next step I go through is kind of drowning out the noise because I am someone that focuses a lot on what other people think. And it's something that I work on on a daily basis to be better at, but it is just being very open and vulnerable here. It's something that I struggle with, right? If someone doesn't, or if I even think someone doesn't like me, um, 
it can be very disheartening to me. And it's something I, I focus a lot of time and energy on that I have consistently um, been working on. And I've gotten much, 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 much better with this. But what I mean, drown out the noise, it's I didn't realize until I was really taking a step back and looking at this externally, I didn't realize how much emphasis I was putting on the definition of success of those around me and then applying that to myself, right? So for those of you that may have parents that don't understand your vision or your dream for your business and they're thinking, I wish you were becoming a doctor. I wish you were becoming a lawyer. I wish it was something more stable. I wish, I wish, I wish. If if your family members or loved ones of any shape or form are putting that out into the environment, just know that you're probably absorbing that and applying that to yourself. Okay? So the first thing is really just drowning out that noise of what success looks like to everybody else because it's completely different completely different okay so some of the girls i mentor are making you know 50,000 a year on their business they are um full-time mamas i say full-time mamas every mama is a full-time mama let's be honest um regardless of what she's doing but i just mean that she wanted to prioritize staying at home with her kiddos, raising her kiddos, raising her family. And she just wanted a side hustle, um, just a side gig to, to make some more money, but more importantly, just to kind of live out her creative passions, right? That's, that was success to her. Okay. Now success to someone else can be, um, building a team, right? Building a team Or maybe it's building a shop and things are on autopilot so that they're making more passive income. Passive, I say, I always say passive with an eye roll because no passive, no income is passive income. You have to work to create those programs and systems and um, the elements that you're selling in your shop and all of that. Nothing is truly passive, but you get what I'm saying. Um, so, So someone's idea of success might just be to work a limited amount of hours a week because they just don't want to focus their time on that. And and that's perfectly fine. Some people run businesses, very successful businesses to them. Again, their definition of success, because that's what's important. That's what matters. But that aren't passionate about the business, right? I actually know someone who sells a particular item in their shop. It sells exceptionally well. They do a fantastic job at marketing, but they're not passionate about it. It's a retail store. They're selling a certain item, um, but that wasn't their their goal. Their goal, they already have their passion. Their passion is their family, right? And she just wanted to have some extra income on the side to support the family. So success looks different to absolutely everyone. So remember that. Um, and this is all part of drowning out the noise, right? The other noise I want you to drown out is what you're seeing others do. Because, because, because... When, when someone hits those, just for, you know, the most popular example I see, that six-figure income, right? They're, they're reaching that six-figure income and they're talking about it and they're preaching about it and they're teaching others about it and that's all fine and good, but you don't know the behind the scenes. You don't know 
what they pay in taxes. You don't know how much they've outsourced. You don't know how much their programs cost, right? You don't know if they take their team on a team trip every year. That's very expensive and incredibly generous. You have no idea the costs of their business, right? So, um, so for me and my own business, applying this to myself now, I have, I, I'm growing a team right now and it's not without its hurdles and its bumps because I'm figuring it out and we're all figuring it out together and we all, you know, love and support each other. Um, but now my income is going more to my team, right? And, and building that out and figuring that out and, and the pricing of everything. And, um, there's just so much to figure out. So if I'm saying, awesome, we did a $15,000 a month, right? That I didn't make that, right? Even if I said, I, oh, cool, we did a $3,000 a month or a $26,000 a month. It doesn't matter what the number is. There's a percentage, there is a chunk that is now going to a team, right? So that is not reality. If I'm saying out loud, hey, we are celebrating a $20,000 a month. This is fantastic. Right, that could be fantastic, absolutely, but that's the business made that, right? So then there's taxes, and then there's saving for emergencies for the business, there's saving for a team trip, and then there's paying the team, there's paying all of the um, client management platforms, and the design platforms, and my computer, and, you know, podcast equipment, there's literally everything that you could possibly think of for money to go, just avenues for money to go absolutely everywhere. And it's just not a good representation of what's actually going on behind the scenes. Okay. So when I say again, just to bring it back home to drown out the noise, I need you not focused on what others are thinking of you. I need you not think focused on what others perception might be of you. I need you not focused on what your definition of success is for other studios. So if you are a designer and you're listening to this and you see me as someone that you're looking up to, that's so humbling to me. And so I'm so grateful to be present in your life, but just know that there's so much going on behind the scenes, just like with anyone that you're looking up to. Okay. Um, so that's what I mean by drown out the noise focus on yourself. And this, when I first started my business, it was the first time I focused on myself. Truly, truly, truly. It was the first time that I thought, okay, without limitations, what do I actually dream of? What am I actually thinking about? And that um, is going to segue into my next thought here. Okay. So once you're able to kind of drown out the noise, I want you to address the noise. I want you to think about and potentially write down all of the noise that you're receiving. Is it from your mom? Is it from your dad? Is it from your best friend or your partner? Is it from you're following three designers online that you stalk every day, (laughs) just in awe of the beauty that they're making? And you're just thinking, why can't I be like them? What am I doing wrong? Why can't my Instagram blow up, right? So address all of them, write them all down. Once you've got all that noise out of your head and onto paper, move on to this next step here. So next I want to address limiting beliefs. Okay. Address limiting beliefs. Now, limiting beliefs are beliefs or stories that we tell ourselves, um, that just 
aren't true. They're, they're stories. They're not true, right? So a story that I tell myself is there's no way that we can make as much money as XYZ Studio is making because we have an eighth of the Instagram followers that they have or a third of the Instagram followers or whatever. So that was a story I was telling myself for years. So back when I was back when I had a thousand followers, I was thinking, oh, this studio, the studio went from 6,000 followers to 16,000 followers in a couple months. How am I posting every day, showing up every day, using all the right hashtags, all these things, and still barely getting Instagram followers, right? So that was my limiting belief. So I want you to focus on that limiting belief. And I'm sure you have more than one. I know I do. But I'm going to break down what I do now. So that was my limiting limiting belief. And then you have to take a step back, take a breath, recognize that that's a limiting belief. Because when you recognize that, you are addressing the fact that that's a story you're telling yourself that's not reality okay so I'm gonna say that is a story I'm telling myself that's not reality here is what is reality and bring it home okay if I can't sell to a thousand people how am I gonna sell to 16 okay if I can't sell to a thousand people how am I going to sell to 16,000, right? So my, my definition of success needed to change because if I can't sell to that small group, how is having that much, how is having that many more people going to improve my sales skills, right? It's not, it's not, it's just not. So I needed to focus on my audience and I still have, we still have, I think we have like 3,000 or something followers and an incredibly successful business by my, by my definition. So it just doesn't matter. The numbers are just not at all reality. So I address, I addressed that it was a limiting belief. I accepted that. And then I said, okay, if I can't sell to 1,000, then I can't sell to 16,000. Let me start readjusting how I'm running my business so that I can start selling to that loyal audience that I do have. Imagine a stadium filled with 1,000 people, okay? That may not feel like, I mean, stadiums can fit 50,000 people, right? But like 1,000 people is a ton of people. There are a billion plus people on Instagram every month and a thousand of them chose to follow me, right? That's a big deal, guys. That's a huge deal. So this this thought that we, we can't sell, we can't reach our goals um, unless we hit this 10,000 follower mark or whatever is just crap. It's just not true. So I then took a step back and I invested in my people. So that thousand followers at the time, I was DMing them. I was engaging with their content. I was thanking them for participating when they were commenting on my feed. And I was nurturing truly, I was going to say intimate, um, but just, yeah, those truly intimate, like real life relationships with these people. And I built up that trust. And I genuinely was not 
spamming them to make sales. I wasn't cold DMing them. I wasn't doing any of that. I was just forming a relationship with these people so that when they did become my clients, which they did, honestly, when they did start reaching out saying, I'm ready, I have been following you forever. I have been dying to work with you. I've just been saving up to afford your services. I'm good to go now. Let's make this happen. And then that started this snowball of these incredible clients that are our dream clients. They have been saving to work with us. They know that we're their people. They may have talked to a couple of their designers, but truly in their hearts when we hop on the call, they just blatantly say, there's clearly a connection here. We trust you because you provided us value for so long. Do you see what I'm saying? So the story I was telling myself was not reality. It was an excuse. And this was the hard pill for me to swallow. It was the excuse that I was making for not making the sales that I wanted to make. Right? I'm going to say that again. So me thinking I needed way more followers to be able to sell and make the income I wanted to make was just an excuse. It was a story I was telling myself. It was the excuse that the band-aid that I put on the situation so that I didn't have to feel responsible for making sales. Okay, so that that's where I was at. So I want you to write down all of your limiting beliefs. Are you... Um, Are you afraid of showing up in sales calls because you're anxious? Therefore, you think, I cannot do sales calls. I need to find another way to book clients, right? Um, Is it, I'm not good enough to sell in an oversaturated market? right? That's two different limiting beliefs combined into one. I'm not good enough and the market is oversaturated or too saturated for me to even stand out enough to make sales. Okay, so write down those limiting beliefs so that you can address them and get to the heart of the issue and really call yourself out, which is tough, you guys. It's really tough, Um, but I'm here with you. So DM me at Femme Collective Studio on Insta, DM me and we can talk through them together. I am more than happy to talk with you about limiting beliefs. And if you're kind of struggling to come up with one, but you know that they're there, just DM me and I can voice message you back and we'll we'll get to the heart of it. But just kind of figure out those limiting beliefs so that you can address them and then we can move forward. Okay. So let's say you've you've kind of defined what success looked like to you in the beginning, you have focused on the noise that you're hearing and drowning it out. You've addressed your your limiting beliefs and figured out why um, you have them and that they are just excuses and stories that you're telling yourself. And then the next thing I want you to do is confront your dream life. All right. That sounded really weird. <laughs> the way that I just phrased that. Um, confront your dream life. It's really just, I say confront... Because for me, this was really hard and it may be very easy for you, but as someone that was so focused on the day-to-day and someone that was so focused on how do I hit these metrics, how do I hit these specific number goals, that kind of thing, it was really hard for me to say, to allow myself to dream without limitations, right? 
So I was always putting a limiting factor on whatever I was dreaming about for my big goals. So let's say it was my dream was to um, run my own business, right? That's great. That's a great start. But my dream life is having a business that I'm not tied to 24-7 so that I can truly feel fulfilled and at ease and things are running like clockwork and I have a supportive team that I know and love and trust and they know and love and trust me. Um, And do you see how it starts to get way more than just this idea of something? But I was too scared. I was too scared. I I remember specifically in the beginning telling my husband, I don't ever want a team because then all my limiting beliefs came rushing in. If I thought about starting a team, it was, well, I can't do that. I don't have enough experience. I can't do that. I don't have stable enough sales. How am I going to have stable enough sales for my team if not myself? How am I going to book enough clients? And it's just steamrolls into this pit of anxiety and overwhelm and limiting beliefs, right? So now that we've addressed our limiting beliefs, leave them on that piece of paper. And I want you to truly think, and I want you to call yourself out every time that you catch yourself during this process, during this writing down your dream life. It's okay to think, okay, well, I can't dream that big, but I I want you to address it. I just thought I can't dream that big. That's not true. That's not what this exercise is about. I want to pretend that money isn't a factor. I want to pretend that opinions aren't a factor. What my husband wants isn't a factor. What my family wants isn't like just me. What is my true dream? And it's, let me tell you, that's the hardest thing. Honestly, that's the hardest exercise that I have done as a business owner. It may be easier for you. And if it is, that's incredible. But for me, it was just, I was consistently putting these limiting beliefs on. So let me just walk through right now. I don't have this written down anywhere um, in front of me. I do have it written down in a journal somewhere. But um, so my dream life, right? My dream life is having an impact on fellow women and um and entrepreneurs around the world to empower them to feel like they can live their dream. And if I can even just have that impact and have one person message me a month, you know what I mean? That that was enough for me to be my dream life. It truly was. And now dreams shift. So now my dream is to have that happen more often. Um, not people messaging me, but to have a bigger impact Um, and just to help more. And then my dream life is also to be able to travel the world with my husband without feeling like I need to be in the office or tied to the office 24-7. And I want to build a team of um, just incredible people that believe in me and more importantly, believe in the heart of Femme Collective Studio, our business. Um, and I just get really into detail about it. I think I took a, mm, I'd say six or seven pages of a pretty large notebook, um, just writing through what my dream life is and just figuring that out. What, what does that really look like? How many days a week 
Am I working? Do I have Fridays actually off? Am I not touching work on weekends at all? Absolutely. Um, things like that. Am I able to, am I able to start a family and focus on that? Or do I even want a family? All of these things. So I want you to take the time and I want you to address your dreams without any limitations. Um, I think I found the biggest limitation I see is either people are limiting themselves by what others think. So for example, this isn't true, but just as an example, if I wanted to move to Canada, right? Just randomly speaking here, if I wanted to move to Canada and I knew that Ben wanted to move to Mexico, okay? I'm not going to write down in my journal, well, I wish that I could move to Canada, but that will never happen because my husband wants to move to Mexico and and obviously we need to find some sort of compromise. That is not what this exercise is about. I want you to get to the heart of what you're actually dreaming and what you haven't let yourself dream before. And then we can move on from there. All right. So once you have that covered, then I want you to define it on a further, like a deeper level. Okay. So if, if you are saying, I only want to work three days a week. What days are those? Now, this may seem silly, but if I wrote down, I only want to work Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, then once I have these more defined, I can start taking tiny steps in my day-to-day to work towards that dream, right? So maybe that's starting off with Um, not having meetings, so not allowing my scheduler to have people, to have potential clients, lead calls, or current clients schedule meetings on Thursdays and Fridays, right? So that's an active step towards not working on Thursdays and Fridays. So you can see how once you start to define on a much smaller scale what that dream life looks like, you can actually make steps towards it, and it makes it so much more tangible, so much more attainable, because I can say at the end of the day, hey, I'm actually, I made a step. I made a step today towards that goal. How often do you go through your day and you're thinking, man, I was was just drowning in work or I was drowning in this and that so much today that I didn't even have time to process and move towards a goal. Now, everyone has bad days and it is completely unhealthy to hold yourself to an expectation of meeting your goals every single day. That is not healthy. That is not the end goal. I'm just saying that on a day-to-day basis, when you are feeling healthy and you are feeling good enough to tackle some tasks, you can start breaking them down into small, tangible pieces so that you're working towards your dream. Okay? All right. So let's, let me try to give a couple more examples here of some of my dream. Okay, so one of my dreams is to host a team retreat. All right. Now, retreats are so expensive, as is normally, right? Even if they're a couple days. However, (laughs) my team retreat is going to have to be international because I have an international team. And so having an international team 100% worth it, I would not trade a single team member for anything in the world. I love my team so much. And there are many benefits to having an international team. Hosting a team retreat is not one of them. (laughs) So 
right now my big goal is to try to aim for next year that's the goal we'll see if we can reach it um to try to aim for next year for a team retreat so what i did was that was the main goal and i needed to break that down into okay if that's the main goal even though i have hesitation about it and even though it makes me very nervous because it's a huge goal what can i do to break this down and make it a little bit more tangible okay so i broke it down into well where would we go first and foremost um i'm gonna let that be a surprise to everybody but we are working on it behind the scenes um so figuring out a place to kind of meet in the middle where everyone can be safe of course my girls will be traveling most likely alone and i'll be traveling alone too so we just want to make sure everything is safe and good to go and covid and all of that i would never put anyone in danger so if covid is still you know rampant hopefully not by then um we'll of course have to reorganize and stuff but that aside see those are all limiting beliefs that i start to tell myself like okay well this isn't even going to be possible why dream about it but no i wrote down the dream i'm breaking it down so we found a place and then needed to set a budget. How am I figuring out a realistic budget? Well, let me look up some flights. Let me round up a bit just to have some have some padding. Um, what's it going to cost to fly everyone out? What's it going to cost to feed everybody for however many days? What's it going to cost for transportation? What's it going to cost for some fun activities? And then being that it'll be the first time that my team is all physically in one space together once we do go on a team retreat um i need to do a brand shoot of some kind just to get photos of all of us together that we can use for marketing purposes and all of that what is that gonna cost flying them out you can see it can feel a little bit overwhelming but i promise when you're writing this stuff down it's just getting it out of your head and it just feels better (laughs) so then it's on paper Then I'm like, okay, so to hit that goal, I'm going to need to spend that money by this date to book flights, all of that. How many clients do I need to book and how do I need to restructure my life? Because I don't take, so for me personally, I take the, um, the client trip out of my own income. I don't, I of course would never take that out of my team's income. So what do I need to restructure um, within my business and myself and my personal life to make small sacrifices to be able to afford that if we're not getting the clients that we need? Um, Does that all make sense? So just breaking it down into smaller pieces. And now I know if I save X amount per month, I can reach that goal by the date and we're good to go, okay? Um, And if I'm not hitting that goal, right? If I'm not hitting that goal, what can I do to begin to hit that goal? Can I launch a beta program? Which I did. I launched a beta program for our um, our new design template. We're launching a template shop October 1st, which I am so excited about. Um, but launching betas for those, we could maybe charge for those betas um, and start getting some income in to save for things that we need to save for while also providing it at a discount um, and really having those beta users have a fantastic experience because we'll be taking in their insight and, and adjusting things accordingly. So you can see what I'm saying. So there are ways to then pivot when things aren't going our way. So let's just say we didn't book enough clients for next month, right? 
Um, if that's the example we're going with, then what can I do next month to make that extra income up knowing that I need to make that much in order to be able to afford the team trip, for example? Okay, so then it's maybe sell an illustration pack. Um, open up a spot for a, a web only because typically we only do brand and web together because we build it off of a foundation and we highly, highly believe in that um, of building your website off of your brand strategy, but I won't get into that. But you can see where I'm saying all of a sudden you can then pivot in your business to then continue to reach that goal. All right, that's enough examples. You get what I'm saying. Write down your dream life, make it into small examples, and then break that down even smaller. What can you do if breaking it down daily is way, way, way too much for you, which I think it will be. I'm not even at that point right now. Break it down monthly. So I need to hit this number of sales um, in order to hit this. Or I need to, um, I need to, uh, you know, this month I'm going to stop taking calls on Fridays. And then maybe a couple months from now, once I've kind of readjusted that schedule, I'll stop taking calls on Thursdays. And then getting yourself to then, okay, well, now I'm going to stop batching blogs on this day or whatever. I'm making stuff up here. But just to get yourself to that only working Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, that's a step that you could take each month that's much more tangible and much easier, okay? All right. And then last but not least, you're going to redefine what success looks like. So this is kind of piggybacking off of the last idea. Hold on one second. Let me take a sip of water. My mouth is so dry. Okay, hopefully you couldn't hear that and it wasn't disgusting. <laughs> um, so redefining what success looks like to me now. Now let's you know, go back 37 minutes ago when I was talking about what success looked like to me originally. 10,000 followers on Instagram, a million monthly viewers on Pinterest. Um, what else? What else? What else? Um, it was, oh, it was 10K months. So let's go off of those three random things, right? So we're at 3,000 something. I don't, I really don't keep track. Followers on Instagram. We love our audience so much. I would not trade our audience for anything because our audience DMs us on a regular basis and we just voice message back and forth um, about anything. If, if they're struggling in their business, if someone said something that the, doesn't sit right with them, if they're having red flags with a client um, or even just a hard day, they know that we're there for them and um, and we respond back as soon as we possibly can and and we just, I wouldn't trade that audience for anything. So do we hope to grow that that audience someday or our audience in general? Of course, absolutely. We want to have as big of an impact as we can, but that's no longer the, the goal. The goal is not a number. We see our audience as individuals, not as numbers. And that was the biggest mindset shift um, because... It's not just about even, and then again, earlier you heard me talking about if I can't sell to 100, I can't sell, or 1,000, I can't sell to 16,000. But now I've shifted that to not even if I can't sell to the current people, it's not about selling to them. It's about providing value to them, right? I just want them to feel supported and empowered and 
motivated and not stuck in their business anymore or not stuck in their life. I want them to be able to breathe again. So just providing them those solutions is how we're approaching it now, opposed to how I was approaching it before. I say we now as a team, me before as a solopreneur. Um, so that was Instagram. And I will be the first person to admit, do I, does my heart drop sometimes when I see people blow up overnight? 100%. Just reality, right? I mean, I'm human. I think all the time. I think, why, 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 what am I doing wrong? You know, and that's just a limiting belief that creeps in every now and then. And that's normal because I'm human and that's going to happen. You just have to have the kind of the experience of going through the steps that we've talked about on this podcast to bring yourself back down to earth and understand that's not where my heart needs to be right now. How am I just focus on providing value, focus on creating um, those those genuine relationships. When I mean genuine, I mean really genuine relationships. The things that our clients disclose to us on a daily basis about their personal lives, about their businesses, they know, and we are so, I, I could get emotional about this, but I, I just, I'm so blown away by the trust that we have been able to cultivate and develop with our audience so that our clients trust us so much with their lives and with their businesses that they can vent to us about whatever's going on and they know we have their back and they know we will do everything in our power to make their lives better. So that has only come from redefining what success looked like in that aspect, okay? Pinterest. Pinterest is a fantastic example. So we do have more than a monthly, more than 1 million monthly viewers. We kind of um, go back and forth between 1.2 million and like 900,000. We go back and forth between those numbers of monthly viewers. We don't make Pinterest sales hardly ever, 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 ever. Now, I'm saying that because I want you to understand that we make our income off of referrals and Instagram and not on Pinterest when we have a million monthly viewers on Pinterest and 3,000 on Instagram, okay? And I mentor women all the time that have those high numbers, those 20,000 Instagram followers, and they're not booking clients, but they're booking on Pinterest when they have you know, 6,000 monthly viewers. So it's just different for every single business, which is why you cannot define success for you off of someone else. All right. So for Pinterest right now, I was focused so much on getting that number up because I was like, okay, well, if we get that number up, then we'll get more sales, not reality. Um, and so I, you know, I paid for a couple Pinterest ads. I dropped a couple hundred dollars for them to do absolutely nothing. Um, and because I wasn't, I'm not a Pinterest professional. I didn't have any strategy behind it. I was repinning a lot of other people's content because that's what I was told to do. When now I found out that you need to be pinning your own content and it's really not about pinning other people's content anymore. Um, so there's a lot of strategy. It's, it's just a different platform. Pinterest isn't a social media platform. It's a search engine. So I was going about it in a totally wrong way. Um, 
and now I am now we just expanded our team member so excited um or expanded our team with a new team member I should say um who is going to focus on Pinterest strategy and just figuring out what we can do to better market on Pinterest but I just wanted to be very open with you about where we're booking clients from and Pinterest is not one of them right now and the goal is someday for it to be um and also to to figure out a system where I can truly understand where the clients are coming from because right now they may find us on Pinterest but they may book through our website or they may find us on Pinterest and book through our Instagram and then claim that they booked through Instagram do you know what I mean so just figuring out how to track that better um, because maybe we are booking more through Pinterest than I think we are so just redefining what that looks like not coming at it from a place of numbers anymore and coming at it from a place of how can we be strategic about this how can we provide value um, and be the go-to place for empowerment and being real and showing up as a real human being and saying these are my flaws Um, maybe they're your flaws too and maybe we can work through them together that's my hope for this podcast right so that's Pinterest that's Instagram what was the the next one I mentioned oh the the 10k months So let me tell you, when I hit my first 10K month, it was not the sigh of relief that I thought it would be. Um, I I had thought once I hit 10K months, it's easy peasy from there. That's steady income. That's more than enough to live off of. That's fantastic. I'll be rolling in, you know, six figure years. Woohoo. Right. Reality, Chris, (laughs) is I have a team I have to pay. Um... I am constantly investing in growth for myself and my team members. So when I'm learning something new, if I'm paying for a mentorship and I learn something new about um, a web platform or how to strategically do something better, I'm then teaching my team, right? So like, for example, um, I paid for a mentorship about um about Shopify and mentorship about um about Instagram and Pinterest and marketing in general and just I'm consistently learning as much as I possibly can and absorbing as much as I possibly can so that I can then run my team better we can run our business better things will function more smoothly we can iron out some hiccups that we have um And so that costs money, paying for the team, paying for mentorships, paying for education, paying for team retreat, all of these things. There are so many more, but I won't bore you. Um, But, you know, having 10,000 plus months does not look like what I thought it would look like and realizing that that's okay, right? I am success to me right now looks like, wow, I can afford to pay my team, right? Because that was a limiting belief I had at the beginning that I never thought would be possible. How can I, we're all as entrepreneurs, making money out of thin air. That's reality. Now, when I say that, I am not talking about, I'm not dismissing all of your hard work. That's so before anyone comes for me about that, that's not what I'm saying. I am saying that, we have built this business or I have built this business up to now be able 
to get our ideal clients specific from specific locations in specific industries that come to our doorstep ready, willing, able, and eager to work with us. That's insane. That's insane to me. When four years ago, I was working a desk job that I hated that was so far from my reality of what made me happy. And now I get to support a team. I can't even wrap my head around that still. And so that is successful to me. So do I have income goals? Absolutely. And you absolutely should. Am I working towards them? Of course. But do I still feel successful with where I'm at now, even if I'm not hitting the goal that I want to be hitting right now? Yes. Yes. Do I feel fulfilled? Yes. Because my definition is being able to empower women. Am I doing that? I sure hope so. And, and to everyone that's reached out to me saying what little way that this even podcast is helping you, um, being that it's free and I don't do ads or anything, I will never do ads on this podcast. I will never monetize this podcast. You heard it here. I mean it. I mean it for life. This, that's not why I started this podcast. I started it to provide value for you for free because so much is just not free anymore and we're all in this together. So like, am I helping empower people? I'm doing the best I can. Am I reaching the number of people I wish I could reach to help? Not yet, but I'm still helping the best I can. I know that I'm showing up in an authentic way. Um, So yeah, that's a check. Am I supporting my team? Yes, check. Um, Am I in a happy, super fulfilling, like the happiest I could be marriage? Yes, check. You know, are there things I need to work on in terms of my schedule for my business, um, working through overwhelm, all of that? Absolutely. But I truly feel, which I've never felt before, like I am successful in my business because I've redefined what that looks like. I looked at my dream. I'm making, it's less about, am I hitting all the goals that I wanted to hit in this current moment, which is so much pressure. And it's so much more about, Am I taking the small steps I need to that are tangible, that are not overwhelming to reach those goals? Yes. Right? So I consider my business a success to me. And it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about it. It doesn't matter what anybody else says about it. Um, My goal is just for my team to feel loved and supported, for me to bend over backwards for them, whatever I can do to make them happy, Um, for me to feel, you know, empowered myself in my own business. Am I feeling creatively fulfilled? Yes. And then ultimately, are we taking care of our clients the way that I've always dreamed that we would? Yes. So I'm good. I'm, it's just such a relief and something that I have to consistently think about because I will get stuck in, I'm not bringing in enough clients. I'm not, maybe I should be charging more. Maybe I should be charging less. Maybe I, um, you know, just being worried that I grew my team too fast or worried that I won't be, that I'll be letting team members down. All of these things that, that, you know, flow throughout my head each and every day. 
at least I can keep them in check because I've done the exercises that we talk about on this podcast. That's my goal for you is I'm not saying you're ever going to get to a place where you're not second guessing yourself. I don't know that that's reality, you guys. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it is for some of you. For someone like me that struggles with anxiety, I know that that's a lifelong struggle. I know I will be dealing with anxiety for the rest of my life, but that's okay because I have these coping mechanisms now and I'm taking the steps I need to, to be able to cope. And some days are harder than others. Absolutely. But in general, I'm good. So that's what I hope you can get out of this podcast. Um, it's not this unrelatable, unreachable, unattainable level of perfection and, and defining success to the nth degree that you have to meet these goals every day. It's just so that you have the tools you need to be better about it, to set yourself up better, to set your mental health first and foremost at like the forefront of your life. Um, and yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with this podcast. So I hope that that made sense without notes. Um, let me do, I still have continued this without notes, this podcast, um, each episode. Um, and if that is still working for you guys, let me know and I'll continue to do that and just free flow with you. And so it feels like this genuine conversation. If it's feeling too choppy, just let me know. I'll do whatever you guys are looking for. Um, I just want to make sure that it's creating as much value for you as possible. So Thank you so much for joining me. Um, We're a little bit less than an hour this time. I hope you have a fantastic day. Take some time for gratitude as well. Right now, I am grateful for just the ability to be able to have the tools and have practiced the tools enough to be able to articulate this to you guys without notes. I'm very grateful for that. Um, I'm grateful for my husband who was able to show up um, as himself 100% in the last podcast episode, even though I know he was nervous. And he also helped me, um, put up a bunch of post-its on my wall last night, uh, just to get everything more organized again and things out of my head like they have been. So now I've got a bunch of sticky notes on my wall to look at and just feel less overwhelmed. And then thirdly, I'm just, I'm really grateful for the ability to be vulnerable because that's not something that I always was. I was very shut down at times that I had tried to be vulnerable before people either were nasty or degrading or just, um, would roll their eyes or she's trying to get attention or some, all of that crap. Uh, so I'm just really grateful to have this platform to be able to be 100% myself and not to feel like I have to put on armor or, not to feel like I have to put on a face that isn't truly me. So tell me what you are thankful for. Sit with yourself for a few minutes. Give me three things that you're thankful for and walk through these steps. And if you need any support, just let me know. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you next Wednesday. Have a good one.